This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hey there, Chris. How are things going today? Uh, things are, are looking rather uh, bright. I don't know. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I got no complaints. Yeah. Nothing, no complaints here either. Similar brightness is uh, <laughs> happening in Australia. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's funny because last week we were kind of stretching to make pinball news for the podcast. And this, <laughs> week, this week we are overflowing <laughs> with uh, pinball news. Yeah. <laughs> So, so stra- strap on, boys and girls. Yeah, strap on. So, ride. so, so rather than uh, doing what we normally do, which is kind of uh, warm up and fill up some time and then jump in, why don't we just jump straight in we've, and, uh, and we'll we've warm up? We've done that already. We had an off-air warm up, <laughs> so yeah, we can yeah, go we straight to the population. pre-show meetings, do we? <laughs> no, we don't often, but yeah, I was a bit early today, so let's do it. So, so here's what we're going to feature first. If you have not already done so, I encourage you to go over to the website thisweekinpinball.com. Why am I sending you over there, oh, listeners of our podcast that features nothing but digital and that website, which is all about real pinball? Well, uh, the site uh, owner over there, Jeff, he had me write an article that detailed the... Uh, History of Digital Pinball, if you will, or as he titled it, A Beginner's Guide to Virtual Pinball. And uh, posted up with some uh, photos that uh, I had attached also. Anyway, came out pretty well and been getting some good response, even from Zen Studios, which says there's pretty much no need for any other digital pinball guide. This is it. Oh, wow. High accolades indeed. High accolades, indeed. Well, I can <laughs> see it here. I'm just having a look now to see what it looks like in in big print. Um, yes, yeah, very shiny. I'll have to link that one in the show notes for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, and you can all make a game out of this. Uh, I caught two errors that I did not proofread well, <laughs> and and then somebody else caught a another error and brought it to my attention and I basically slapped my head because uh and I'll just point this one out to you I was talking about the game Dragon's Lair and instead I typed in Dragon Slayer Dragon Slayer <laughs> which which is the movie uh that I always get mad at when people call it Dragon Slayer and I'm like no it's Dragon Slayer so somehow my brain did the uh, the mental fart and uh I don't know I I might have to contact Jeff and be like, can you uh, make this one correction in, in there for me, please? <laughs> yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, just good, to make sure, yeah, I just want to make sure that uh, people check that out and uh, cruise over to that site and uh, see what's what. In other news, this past week, Farsight released Sorcerer for the arcade. And mm. it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because on the iOS platform, everybody's saying it's the worst looking game they've seen in a very long time because, yeah, really? certain, well, the, <laughs> the metal textures don't look very metal. Normally there's kind of uh, brush strokes on it and stuff. Mm. And instead it's looking kind of like flat white. 
Oh, so, yeah, they did raise that in the very last beta on um, on Android, but I I guess they might have released it as it is. They might have just not put those right. textures in. The other issue and where it's most noticeable is in the beard of the wizard. Uh, if you see the actual table, it's all done with halftones. And mm. Farsight didn't bother with any halftones. It's just plain white with uh, outline details, you might say. So it doesn't look as it should have. And to me, that's a pretty small quibble, but I get why people quibble all the same. Yeah. Because uh, it does. It, 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 it's kind of like what happened when they were transferring DVD movies over to Blu-ray, but they didn't mm. want to do a, a complete rescan of the movie. So they did what's called DNR, which is digital noise reduction. Yes. And it basically made everything flat and shiny <laughs> and took oh, away really? all the film and took away all the film grain. Cause that's mm. what they were trying to do was the film grain. But then it wound up taking away grain from like clothing. So oh, wow. everything, so everything of, just looked like smooth. Yeah. And kind of, and, and that meant it smoothed out people's, you know, actors wrinkles on their faces and, you know, things on their clothes. So it made every kind kind of had this weird, uh, shimmer, you might say. And they real quickly stopped using. I mean, I think it was only in use for about a year before they either figured out what they're doing with it or how to, you know, change the algorithm for what it would fix and stuff like that. But to me, that's almost the same thing that, that Farsight did here, where it was, <laughs> you know, hey, do we want to spend extra pixels on halftone dots or do we just scrub it and and do do this? Now, over on the PC end of things, I think the game looks fantastic. Uh, there are so you've got all the textures and everything on yours. Well, I don't have the halftones. No, those are still missing. And I will say that the metal down in the inlane outlane uh, is very white. It does not look metal. It looks white to me. But elsewhere, the ramp looks metal. And not only does the ramp look metal, but the plastics that are up there also for the stand-up targets, they are reflecting the back box. Oh, which really? I. Don't know that I've seen that before. That's and pretty. That's pretty glossy as well. It's very glossy. Um, uh, but it was kind of it's, it kind of adds a little neat uh, light show action. So that would be pretty cool. I'm looking at it on Android. I'm just watching the table fly over at the moment. Mm -hmm. And is it on Steam where the return lanes are? Do you have some sort of solid plastic over the um, the metal guides? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't see the metal guides at all. It looks like it's solid, like a solid white piece. Oh, because on, on Android, I can see, if because of the perspective only, I can see a very thin um, suggestion that there's a plastic over the top there. Hmm. And and it, it, you wouldn't even really know if you're looking top down because it just looks like the plastic's the white. Um, the, the metal is white on that area, but... And it shouldn't, yeah. because it's also the same thing if you go up to the upper right hand where the multiball gets stored. There mm -hmm. looks like what is a white piece, uh, like a like a roofing covering, you might say, over the lane. That's yeah. metal also. That should be metal. It's not It's not yeah. white. And it's simply well, that I don't know what Farsight did with their metal textures on those, but they, they did something. Didn't them. They didn't apply it or something. I don't know. It, lo it looks odd. Because in this year of table, yeah. Um, yeah, on, on mine, 
On oh okay, so that's on iOS, is it? Yeah, this is on iOS. For those of you not watching the video, we're showing each other's cameras on our uh, phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, at the moment, I can see. So the things that are missing on Android at the moment are the the little the roof over the lock area is gone on Android. Okay. Um, it 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 left the building sort of halfway through the beta test cycle and hasn't returned. Um, and yeah, the the metallic textures. So, some of them look kind of okay, but there's also the ones down the return lanes that clearly are white. In fact, a yeah. lot of yeah, like even the spinner metal looks white instead right. of sort and of that's, brushed. And that's basically what the complaint is that people are are having on iOS that I was seeing, where they were like, mm. it just doesn't look that good of a table. But here's the yeah, thing, folks. Fair enough. They'll fix it though. They'll fix it. They get around to it eventually. This is obviously they want to get it released. Um, this got released on the very last day of of the month, which is they a little bit later. Basically, normally, yeah. So th- I'm sure it'll get fixed. No. So what I wanted to point out though was, it's like I said, on Steam, table looks really, really good, nice and shiny. Um, the bold brightness for once is how I like it, mm. <laughs> where I can read all the inserts and it looks good in a darkened thing. So then I got uh, wind that they had just put out the retuned and relit version of Twilight Zone. And so I checked uh-huh. that out. And sure enough, it's got the same kind of picking up the back box reflections that oh. it has. So, so Twilight Zone. Layer. Yeah, Twilight Zone looks pretty dang phenomenal also. The only uh-huh. issue that I have with Twilight Zone is that the balls have kind of lost all their shine. Um, it's pretty so much like down, they are on Android. Yeah, so down down near the flipper, the chrome ball will look almost kind of that uh, pewter lead kind of look. Now, if <laughs> you hit it up, once, it gets up into the upper area of the playfield, it kind of gets its shine back. So I don't know if it's trying to read the lighting or something like that, but it was kind of odd. And I checked it out on other tables, and other tables still have the normal shine. So I don't know what it is about Twilight Zone that it, the balls lost their shine. Um, and I tried yeah. different types of balls also just to see if it was the same way that it was. Look, on Android, I always feel the ball's actually quite matte, um, and it it doesn't, of course, naturally, because we don't have reflections on Android, it, it does always look dull and lifeless, but um, I haven't really noticed it. Or why. I, I think what you're seeing is what we're used to on Android and iOS. Well, see, in, in DX9, you had the choice of being able to apply shiny ball or non mm. um, shiny ball obviously adds a little bit of of uh, or needs a little bit of extra oomph from your computer mm-hmm. to do it well but that was at least an option so it's almost like on the, then android they just never put in that option if you will no well they yeah. no because we don't have the rendering pipeline to do it right so the uh what's the other thing i was thinking of something to do with sorcerer and it was to do us right, bacon lighting. So we've actually got um, swappable bacon lighting on the table now. Okay. So when when the GI and everything um, pulses like you would normally see in DX11, we actually mm-hmm. see that effect now um, mm-hmm. on um, on the Sorcerer game on Android, and it it looks really effective. So essentially, it's faking dynamic lighting is what they do. Right. They just do a texture swap, and geez, it looks good. And we've All pointed right. this out before. They first started doing that at least in uh, DX9 with the release of high speed. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great uh, way of faking dynamic lighting. It just gives you that little that. extra, you know. So I, I would hope that, that I... yeah, I would hope that one table they would go and revisit this on is well, two tables could do it, but the main one is Attack from Mars uh, mm-hmm. because in DX nine lighting it, that table loses so much, and there's a and especially when you do strobe multi-ball and you're like, why is it screaming strobe multi-ball? There's nothing going on. There's no strobe. <laughs> it, no. There's no strobe or whatever. So it'd be great if they went in and put in that baked in uh, fake GI lighting for that. Uh, Circus Voltaire could certainly use that kind of uh, thing for when it does the neon. No, yeah, uh, neon multi-ball. Neon multi-ball. Yeah, that thing looks amazing with that neon tube just flashing away. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that would be pretty sweet. Um so yeah, it's it's actually makes the game. It's a from a gameplay perspective, it's actually quite fun. I actually quite like uh, Sorcerer. I I love hearing that era of sound effects. I could I could take or leave the drop target noise, like I can take or leave it to Black Knight because it's annoying as anything. But at least you don't have four sets of drop targets trying to compete against each other um, <laughs> in in this game. Um, so I can deal with it. But yeah, the shots are fun. That uh, yeah, it's it's a fun game to shoot. Um, so I'm glad it's in there and it looks like, it looks like they've done some upscaling, um, of the graphics to it. Cause I think there was, um, some people were suggesting that, um, uh, that it was just basically a direct rip out of the old, the old games. Yeah. I yeah. think they used that as their base and then did their normal touch-ups on top of that. Oh yeah. Well, it, they look great. Like yeah. I, it doesn't look to me, it doesn't look any different to the other qu- games of the the season as far as quality goes, and and I guess playfield scan goes. I wouldn't even know about the white beard unless someone told me. Um, so to me, it looks crisp, it looks good. Um, yeah, a, a good addition to the game. I, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should point out also with uh, Twilight Zone, if you just look at the flippers, even the flippers have some interesting shadowing going on. On them, so you know they're they're stepping up their game on a lot of the doing little light a lot of little fine touches that really sell uh, the illusion, the illusion, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like I said, I pointed out on when we had those two the two EM pack with uh, wild card where I said the flipper looked completely flat and boring. Mm. Um, So it's one of those things where I don't know why sometimes it gets done, sometimes it doesn't get done. Hopefully, it'll get kind of uh, brought up to speed, but I think certainly. Look at what they did with Twilight Zone and uh, on Steam. I'm making. I need to make this clarification because apparently things are quite different on PS4 right now with Twilight Zone. Oh, really? And, uh, and not in the good way. So oh, on Steam, okay. how Twilight Zone looks right now, uh, the the shadowing that the flippers have. I'd love to see that on all the tables. And in terms of Sorcerer with its insert lights and how bright they are and how they read. I wish that that could be applied to every other table that's been put out there. So those of you at Farsight that listen to our podcast, those are my baselines. <laughs> you, you now have a new baseline. The Sorcerer baseline is what you need to apply to all other tables. In terms of uh, insert lights, yes. Yeah. Hey, I noticed that um, I, I went and just randomly selected Twilight Zone the other day on Android, and there's something that really jumps out at me when you were talking about flippers. It's the flipper models they've used on Twilight Zone on Android. They look really weird. They've got this very strange color tone to them that's not the standard, like, Bally Williams yellow bats. Yeah. It's sort of like a goldy color. 
Yeah. And they have this really weird sort of almost like skin on top of them that just, it doesn't look normal. Um, so they need to change the models out of those because it actually makes the flippers really hard to see in the top half of the play field. Like that mini flipper just disappears because it's ah. not a very bright yellow. Uh -huh. And I was actually going, Gee, I'm having a real lot of trouble trying to work out what that flipper is so I can actually flip it. Hmm. Um, it, it yeah, it, I don't know. It just seems, I just noticed it the other day. I think it's been like that always, but just the other day I was going, nah, it's really hard to see. I have a lot of trouble seeing that um, on small screens. So right. I was playing that on my on my Pixel XL 2, and normally I would play it on, on the, the Shield tablet. But yeah, on the small phones, it actually makes a difference. Um, one other bit of business that I want to get to before we get into our uh, main topic. That is uh, one of our listeners and players in the Weekly Zen tournament uh, went ahead and couldn't believe that I hadn't played Wicked Pinball yet on, or Pinball Wicked. Let me, I always write that the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> Pinball Wicked on Steam, which uh, for you, those of you that don't know, that's the uh, pirate-themed pinball game that came out and it uses the Unreal Engine 4 for all of its graphics. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, he uh, went ahead and gifted me that. So uh, thank you, Scott. I much appreciate it. And I threw it up on my machine and man, that thing is, has the potential to be incredibly good looking. The problem is, is my machine can't make it look that good. Um, <laughs> But what I, the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is apparently I rankled a few people uh, the other week when I was saying about, hey, why not just ditch DX9 entirely and do all of the graphic settings in DX11 that make them so you can dumb down? Mm -hmm. Well, here we have a case of a game that is fully using uh, DX11. Uh, I don't know if they're using DX12. I'm not, I don't know what Unreal Engine uses. But... Unreal Engine is used for your top-of-the-line first-person shooters. Um, it's used all over the place. But obviously, it has the ability to do incredibly detailed graphics. And sure mm. enough, you go into the options menu, and there it is. You can set up what your screen resolution is, what the percentage of resolution it scales in, whether it's one-to-one -one or even less or even twice as much. You, know, you can double the resolution, basically. You're under your graphic settings, you have the ability to control showers. Uh, showers. Um, <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, you can... <laughs> Home automation in your pinball machine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> shadows was the word that I was uh, trying to get out. You can control your shadows. You can control particle effects. You can control lighting effects. You can control whether uh, there is sun reflecting um, or, or shadowing Jeez. the table. You can change. I mean, and you can put everything from low all the way up to epic. And epic level. You know, I don't know what kind of machine you're going to need and what kind of graphics card you're going to need and what kind of CPU you need on epic, but I guarantee you that the way things look at where I have it set at, which is like on low and mediums, it still looks phenomenal. I mean, the ball looks really good. The flippers look good. The lighting, everything on this table looks really, really good. And so this is I've what seen, I'm talking. I'm looking at the the screenshot that you put into your article on this week in Pinball. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon that that is epic settings in that um, 
in that it's quite possible. It looks pretty insane. Gee, there's there's even fog and like ships going in the background and oh yeah, if the cannon fires, then poof, there's smoke. You know, the whole table looks like it's sitting in water, and the water is reflecting and rippling. And uh, I mean, there there's just a massive amount of wacky effects going on. And but my point is, is that you could tune all of this stuff down. And mm. still be able to you know play the game. Uh, my true test was I threw it up on my laptop, which has no video card whatsoever. <laughs> it just uses the uh, the motherboard graphic card basically. And yeah. unfortunately, yes, I could make the game playable, but I had the resolution scaled down to to the A point that it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, you, except for I had it blown up to fill my screen, so that meant it was just nothing but blobbies. Yeah. Um, you know, there you wouldn't be able to read a single word on the table, but it was still playable. So that's kind of what I was talking about that I wish Farsight would do, though, in terms of why not have in the DX11 version of the game the ability to turn off enough things to make it run at DX9 uh, levels. Yeah, and then it's all in one program. Then it's all in one program, and all your bug squashing, all the issues that you have in programming, they're all contained within the same uh, entity, rather than having two different things that have had two different, completely different development trees happening. So, to clarify, you're not saying that you should discontinue DX9 support altogether. No. You're saying that you should enable DX9 comparison comparative features in DX DX11. Exactly. Um, right. And providing that people can actually install DX11 on their particular hardware, um, then that sh that's fine um, to do that. Now, I just wonder if some people, what is the system limitation for DX11? What's the minimum? Look, OS if you're version? still running Windows 98, I'm not talking to you. Oh, it's <laughs> Windows 98 is the minimum. No, yeah, no, that's... no. It's, it's above there. It's I think Windows 7 was when they started doing DX11. Uh, okay. And a lot of people are running Windows 7 and Windows 8. And most, I mean, and any new machine you buy today is Windows 10. Windows is really pushing for people to get on Windows 10 because they've pretty much stopped developing for the other, yes. uh, you know, putting in security updates or anything else like that. Because yeah. with Windows 10, it constantly, uh, there is not going to be a Windows 11, Windows 12. It's, they're just going it's to just continually upgrade. Yeah, it's always going to be upgrading. Windows. There's going to be a service pack 15. <laughs> essentially, essentially. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, so even on, even, even on my laptop, which is, I think it's a, probably a three or four year old laptop. I'm running windows 10 on that. Right. Um, okay. so, so it's one of those, that's the, one of those windows operating systems that will scale back down to lower end systems quite happily. Right. Um, right. Hmm. Cause I know that so I think windows 10 also, in Windows Mobile and tablet as well, so I'm pretty sure that it um, it's it's basically the one version of Windows now that's on every Microsoft product. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So again, <laughs> step into the current times, folks. Um, yeah, fair yeah I'm sure your machine. Yeah, you know, and and it's not like and and what I'm I'm not saying that all of a sudden DX9 completely disappears off the face of the map either. It's a deprecation um, strategy for it, you know. Right. Yeah. So you could save up if you need to and get another computer uh or or get the bits you need to upgrade your computer. It's but it's, it's like, kind oh, of like it's kind of like with gone. Pinball FX3 
Um, it didn't wipe Pinball Effects 2 off my computer. You just can no longer purchase Pinball Effects 2 from Steam. Mm. <laughs> so it goes, into, it just goes into sunset mode. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. So anyway, I just kind of wanted to bring that up as an, as an example of, uh, a here's a modern game, just like any other modern game, where all these settings are built right into the game itself. I didn't have to do it in a separate uh, interface. setup interface like Farsight has. It was all within the game. I could see it instantaneous as I'm hitting the sliders, you know, from medium to low or whatever. I can see in the background the graphics automatically changing um, on some yeah. of these. So it it just makes it so much quicker for you to be able to fine tune the game to be able to run on your system that you have. Yeah. Um, but once again, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it for uh, for the for the gifting of this because I'm happily now testing it out, and uh, maybe next week I'll be able to talk more about the game itself. Mm, that sounds good. Okay, let's move into the meaty chunk of things, something that we have not talked about in some time because there has not been news about it in some time. But uh, hey, folks, do you remember Arcuda Video Pinball? That would be uh, the yes. company that is making their video cabinets and who has partnered, or uh, I should say licensed, with Farsight to put out Pinball Arcade on this thing. And in addition to that, also the fine makers of Timeshock have uh, licensed their game to Arcuda Video Pinball. Hmm. So what has Arcuda been working on? Well, they've got a video that they're uh, getting ready to post. Hopefully this next week you'll be able to view it for yourself. But for those of you that don't feel like viewing the video or can't find the video, hey, we'll talk about the video. Um, yeah. That's right. So uh, right off the bat, you basically have two different uh, products. We'll, we'll be talking mainly about the PC version, which is what's in the full-size cabinets. Yes. But they also made quick uh, mention of what they're calling their Android version. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean top. that it's... Yeah, it's not Arcuda for an Android system that you have. It is, yeah, the bar top games. Yeah, bar tops, uh, yeah. Like the yeah, mega so touch games that you used to see in pubs and clubs. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. So they kind of showed a little uh, picture of that, and it's got uh, a joystick on it, eight buttons. Uh, so basically, it can handle both. No, I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't see the side, so I don't know if it can handle uh, flipper buttons. I imagine that yeah, it's got flipper on there it's got too. Buttons on the side. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what this is is not only will you be able to play pinball on it, but you'll be able to play a host of other video game. Uh, on it, so it's it's an all-in-one unit more or less, which. Yeah. To be fair, the same thing can be said of their full-size cabinet in terms of you will be able to play uh, MAME video games on it, on the flat screen portion, so the, the play field, basically. And mm -hmm. what they have you do is you swap uh, controllers into where like the apron on your pinball machine is. That's yeah. where all of a sudden you swap in, and now you have a joystick and button configurations. And apparently it's a really quick and easy swap. Yeah, it's just you you just put the panel in and it's just one big connector, I think. Yeah. And it's a very, very quick swap out. So it'll make it really cool for those of you that do have uh, the money and the space for a cabinet game that you'll be able to play video games as well as pinball and not just, you know, not have to have a separate cabinet for your video games. Uh, it's kind of neat too because the way that when we had a look at the cabinet um, in the very first, like about a year and a half ago now, I think, um, 
the the way that you can use the the back box screen and the play field like vertical screen uh, is really really effective for vertical shoot 'em ups like Raiden and all those other sort of games mm -hmm. that require a vertical um, orientation. And I, I even seem to remember they were playing some sort of driving game. Uh, I think it was like Forza or something like that on Steam yeah. um, on the vertical cabinet. Uh, screen and it actually looked pretty good it scaled perfectly well on it so yeah you've basically got the the flexibility of going for a traditional landscape screen on the back box which is kind of the perfect height if you're standing at the pinball machine to play yeah or you can have your big sort of yeah massive um screen in the cabinet itself to play on so yeah you're pretty spoiled for choice really so they were saying in the video that basically in the time that they've put out their prototype machine and had it gone to shows and everything, that other competitors have copied certain components of theirs. And then they also have machines that have unlicensed software in theirs. And so that's one of the things that uh, Arcuda is really trying to uh, take back, if you to. will. Yeah, put a stop to. Yeah. So they have come out with, an, uh, with new proprietary uh, hardware to try and uh, eliminate the copycat <laughs> nature. And there's a good reason for that. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but it's also that they're really going after having licensed software support. Yeah. So they're really looking at partnering with software companies so they can add in the Akuda capabilities. So it really is a seamless experience um, when right. you're using their product. So what does it mean to be licensing in with this? Well, so if you take into, and they mentioned this in the video uh, with Pinball Arcade and with Timeshock, that it's full touchscreen integration. And that's, so you can either use flipper buttons or you can put your hands up on the, the play field itself and do just like you would on, uh, on, you know, on your tablet. Android tablet. Yeah, exactly. So touchscreen there, um, full digital plunger. Now, I don't know if that means it's, again, touchscreen digital plunger, which you can see in the video, or if it's digital, i.e., the physical plunger that you pull is doing nothing but digital inputs. Yeah, you can buy that's them. What I I've seen that's them. what I imagine it is. Yeah, I've Be seen those digital plungers for pin cabs, and they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty hard cool. Um, because they're also putting in, they're eliminating the plumb bob for leveling yeah. and for uh, for tilts, and putting in a digital tilt, which allows you to set uh, if it's a light tilt or a much uh, more aggressive tilt. And because of that, you also don't have to now worry about leveling your playfield. Because um, it doesn't need to be, of course, because it's need digital. Be, exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can put the thing on a 45 degree slope and you'll still play just as nature intended. Yep. <laughs> um, they're also having uh, uh, coils, programmable LED, and shaker support. So this is what I'm talking about by having uh, licensed software they're actually having the software be custom written for Arcuda to integrate with all of these digital features. So therefore, if somebody of a competitor wanted to try and say, rip the software out of the Arcuda machine, because there's going to be new exclusive, like in the case of TPA, we're talking about uh, Farsight's been working on cabinet mode for Arcuda. That's the only place you're going to be able to get this look. So somebody, some genius is going to sit there and go, oh, I'll just hack it out of, uh, out of the Arcuda cabinet somehow, post it, and then people can play it and put it in their own machine. But the software is being specifically written 
to integrate or interface with these other components that our CUDA has with the lighting, the coils, the, the shaker motors, um, the all that. Boards, basically. Right. So they'll have their own chip that will be sending out a certain signal that, you know, will require you to have this custom software. Exactly. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of... of <laughs> I'm sorry, what? The only way you're going to be able to get one of these custom boards is, well, to buy the cabinet. Right, right. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of just like seeing the pictures that they were showing. It was like, hey, it looks like they took a cue out of Stern and their uh, <laughs> spike. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely distributed boards. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, they're using a computer inside anyhow. So right. using like a essentially a LAN-based or like network-based board system makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's good move. So they have also, they have like a, a, a management board that is now plug and play and allows up to 20 components to be connected to it. Mm. So this means it's, you know, oh, you bought the shaker motor, boom, plug it in, it now works. Job's done, yeah. yeah. Job's done. No rewiring. Um, you got some extra coils now all of a sudden installed, boom, pl plop them in. You want some trick LED lighting and, and they show it in the video, they got LED lighting built right into the cabinet on the, on the yeah. exterior of the cabinet. Oh, that looks good. Jeez, that would look so nice in a big room, you know, right? in your games room. Man, you see people doing that on their own cabinets, like they put strip lighting underneath the, the cabinet bottom. Yeah. It really does look good. So, yeah, this this looks really slick. And just it's so tightly integrated and graded into the game that I'm pretty sure that they'd be able to trigger lighting effects based on action in the game. Right. Um, and then they also mentioned that specifically that each game is being customized exclusively for Arcuda. So that means Farsight is going through every single table that they've put out, writing code specifically to work with Arcuda. Now, you might sit there and go, oh, great, way to go, or, uh, you know, Farsight, yet another platform to try and, and yeah, work exactly. on. Mm -hmm. Let me point out, Farsight's been doing this with Arcuda for some time now. They've been in communication for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And some of this stuff is going to trickle down to us. Why do you think that Pinball Arcade is going through these season one and two tables and changing the lighting and making it look better? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder where that, dr that business <laughs> driver is coming from. Right? So some of this stuff, although you're not going to get cabinet mode, fine, some of this other stuff is going to trickle over into the game itself. Mm. Um, so there are things that are being done exclusively for Akuda, and there's other things that it's like, hey, while we're at it, it's going to we'll go also over. put these changes into exactly. yeah, regular TPA. Exactly. So that's all cool. Uh, other news that they were talking about was that new for 2017 with the, uh, well, 2017 is over, but um, uh, Arcuda was making steel cabinets Mm, yeah, uh, and uh, which me and Jared were talking about. Boy, that's going to be heavy to ship, I would think. But then they also said in the United States, uh, there's going to be, uh, as they called it, timber cabinets, wood. Um, timber <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be being made here in the uh, the U.S. and distributed that way. So uh, we don't know though. Are there going to be steel cabinets available in the U.S.? Is the wood ones only for the U.S. and not for anywhere else in the world? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's sure. also a price point. Maybe the wood will wind up being cheaper than than the steel, that's... but the steel is going to be a this massive tank that is indestructible. <laughs> yeah, this thing. I don't know. Like in, uh, they'll be good for arcade use because they're going to be robust as anything. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, geez, I wouldn't like to be getting one off the back of your truck. Um, 
pick, pick up trying to get into a location or, you know, your house, <laughs> that would need a number of blokes with a big slab of beer afterwards to pay them back for the backache they're just uh, getting moving this thing around. But well, geez, you, think about, you, you kind of think about it that there is no wood. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a wood play field. We're talking about a TV screen. And mm. so having a metal cabinet supporting the TV screen, you basically made this thing uh, almost an indoor-outdoor compatible, if you will. Uh, that yeah. it's going to be able to handle the abuse of a bar where beers are going to get spilled. <laughs> and therefore, you're not going to be dealing with warping or chipping or anything Any of that, that nature. Yeah. yeah. The, only, the only risk you have is people putting a beer glass through the actual screen. Right. Um, which would be not ideal, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. The, in the video as well. That's the thing that's going to be interesting. These things are going to be out on location, so you can actually try them. And that might only be in Australia at the moment. So if that's if that's a thing, then be rest assured that I will be going to take one for the team for that. And going to <laughs> yeah, me, have a me and Jared are both uh, hounding Arcuda with, uh, so how exactly uh, are we going to get our hands on these so we can talk about them? Hmm? Yeah, hmm? yeah. Please, well, uh, <laughs> Dropping lots of those subtle hints, basically. Yep, even, even, even to the point of going, uh, so Jared's the one in Australia, Chris is the one in Southern California. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, uh, I would be more than happy to test it out in my garage for a month and um, yeah. have that be a testing center um but they're in um i think uh Arcuda are actually based in uh the state of new south wales here in australia i'm pretty sure and uh, being me being in queensland that's basically the next state over from new south wales so oh, okay if if necessary um i could probably go and arrange some sort of road trip down to New South Wales <laughs> to pick up one of these beasts and uh, get it back up here at very little expense to Arcuda. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can do there. It might be that they put it out in location close to here and that'll be just as good because right. I'll be able to go and check it out. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's, that's everything that's in that video. Uh, obviously, once we're allowed to link the video, uh, we, will. we will post that and, and let you guys take a look at it. We also got exposed to another video that we're not allowed to talk about. Suffice it to say, me and Jared's jaws have uh, collectively hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, when you guys see this thing, <sighs> far out. <laughs> it kills us. It kills us that we cannot talk about it because oh. it is so cool. It's incredible. Um, it is incredible. Yeah. But just one of those things that uh, knowing if you're pre-ordering an Arcuda machine, that you might have a little extra to look forward to when this particular thing gets announced. Um, yeah. The third thing that they allowed us, they have a sister company, uh, Highway Games. Now, this is not to be confused with Highway, Pinball. highway in uh, Wales. This no. is the actual way you would spell a highway, H-I-G-H-W-A-Y. Um, they are... So this is Arcuda's sister company, uh, Home pin, I believe is who developed this game, but it's uh, Thunderbirds. And they showed video that we were able to watch of this. And it's it's kind of funny. Here we are talking about a company that's doing all this digital pinball and doing all this digital cabinetry and everything. And then you get this Thunderbird game and it's like, holy crap, is that straight from the 90s? I mean, it, it, oh, it really looks like, looks a, like a, a system living. Yeah, it totally... Well, I wouldn't even see System 11 because it's, it's DMD. So what did they call that? Uh, 
what was that called when Williams went DMD? Did they just call it DMD or was there another system? Uh, they... uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, I don't know, but, but yeah. basically it, it, it looks very much like what you would expect from Adam's family or uh, if, if, if Funhouse had a DMD, it would fit right side by side with it. Um, That's exactly what Mike was going for from Home Pin. I remember uh, him talking to the the guys on Head to Head Pinball when they had them uh, had him on the show, and he was saying, "Yeah, the aesthetic we're looking at here is definitely a, a System Eleven sort of '90s, like early '90s pinball here." Um, and so much so that, you know, you don't even have a USB update facility. It's basically send the board back down to the distributor to mm. get it updated. And he, he said, look, I'm not interested in um, having USB updates for people because I've seen it with Stern and people balk them all the time. And it's a it's an absolute problem. So it, it really is in every respect using similar technology and practices of the 1990s as well. Um I think it's just personal preference for Mike because he, he knows the industry quite well. He knows that people, most people know how to do a software update, but the people that he's potentially targeting don't Yeah, um, with this product. So it's good, I guess, good market um, research on his part for going, no, we're doing it the old way because it actually is really reliable. So yeah, yeah, it'll be once once you guys are able to uh, to see this video again. This one was uh, not for release, nor do they know when it's going to be uh, available for release. The uh, video wise, because they got to coordinate with Homepin. Mm. But yeah, well, it uh, contains some very like the the imagery and it is very detailed. Yeah. Um, so naturally, the licensor must approve the video before it's released. So um, yeah. But that but that being said looking good so it, it's it's funny we go from having no news from arcuda to all of a sudden having a ton of news and all of it's looking really really nice yeah seems that they've just been doing what most pinball like what some pinball machine companies don't do and they're actually just been working their butts off <laughs> to the point that where they're actually got something that's useful to communicate back to the community again and something that's actually you know, more feature complete than a lot of other pinball um, yeah. companies out there. So that's the right way to go um, when you're trying to release a physical product, I think. Yep. Whew. Okay, that was a lot of pinball, Jared. That's that's a lot of pinball for sure. A lot yeah, of pinball. Um, that's good because, that's, you know, we are the Black Aid Pinball Podcast. The so definitive podcast for all digital for, pinball your digital pinball needs that's right that's right that's right um if hey if you have not uh checked out our website uh come check out the new look of it you need to go over to blockadepinball.com slash episodes that'll put you on the home page from yep. there you can navigate to where you need to navigate uh what you will notice is not just our podcast being dropped you'll notice articles being posted and mm -hmm. I've started to flood it with movie reviews. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm still trying to uh, find my way around how I actually want to do a movie review because I don't want to do the typical what you would normally get uh, review. I, I, I'm not trying to sell you on, oh, but it's got this actor and this actor. And those are boring to write. So I'm still trying to figure out my voice on this. But uh, if you've read the latest one that I posted, which was on the movie The Post, um, 
you'll kind of get more of where I'm coming from on these. And you're going to be getting a lot of these because since I have this movie pass, I'm going to a lot of movies. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to try and write up something about everything that I see. That's good. And I need yeah, to pull my finger out and actually start doing the uh, Pinball and Google Play reviews. I've been playing yeah. this one game called uh, Pinball Planet. And yeah, it definitely needs a Pinball and Google Play <laughs> review. Uh, <laughs> really does. It's using Unity, but not like Black Flag is pinball. Right. <laughs> so, so basically, we want you to uh, uh, we want you to be visiting our site and uh, knowing that there is more to it than just the podcast. That's why we have this whole new redesign, and uh, within it, you're able to comment. Uh, I think you can comment. I know for sure you can. Absolutely, you can comment. It's yeah. pretty. It's so if you do want to go to the trouble of creating a medium account, and that's dead easy because you can sign up with Facebook or Twitter um, as your authentication um, in. Once you're in there, you can actually give applause, and it sounds like it's a bit like the Facebook like. Um, you can give applause to the article, and um, you can also highlight certain sections of the article as well, and then respond in line to those. So. It, the way you can actually interact with the articles and interact with us on, on medium.com uh, is far better than the old site was. So we really encourage you to, like, if you do one thing this week, sign up to Medium just for us and um, give it a go because Medium itself has got some pretty cool stuff on it. And um, once you start using it, you'll you'll discover that. And we've said it before. We, we do try to interact with everybody and we appreciate it if you try and interact with us. Uh, mm. That is why we are available on Twitter at Blockade for the main show, at Shut Your Traps for myself and at Jared Morgs for Jared. That's why we always announce our email, which is blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. If you drop us an email, we try and respond. I can't say that we'll necessarily get on it fast, <laughs> but we'll try and get, uh, get a response out to you uh, before the, end of the, before the next show goes out, basically. Yeah, so yeah. No, no later than the week is out SLA for um, email responses. <laughs> um, and then this is uh, just another way that you can interact with it and uh, comment. Uh, Jared always posts the podcast over on pinballarcadefans.com and some people interact with us over there. So again, we, we try and have various means of uh, being able to communicate with you guys and... Uh, Hopefully, it's content that you're enjoying. It seems like you are, but we'd mm. love to give you more content that you enjoy. So anything mm. that uh, clues us into this stuff is beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what we did not talk about, Jared? And What's I that? think we can, we can go ahead and cap it with this. Okay. We know what Farsight's next table is. Because oh, yeah. the, news, the newsletter came out. Oh, and yes. The hint... Although I'm not up on my uh, Lion King. <laughs> um, apparently, if it was a picture of a hyena and a picture of a stick figure running, and I guess the hyena's name in Lion King is Bonsai. Hmm, could it be? Bonsai Run? No, I um, think it could be. I think it could yeah. be. And I actually know for a fact it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what I wanted to say was, I, I know that a few podcasts back, uh, I had said that there was no way, no how that Bonsai Run was going to come anytime soon. And I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. Sometimes my sources internally aren't exactly 
giving me everything. <laughs> they, yeah. let, they let our speculation speculate uh, in wonky ways. Yes. But uh, what I what I heard is this is indeed kicking their butts. They've had to have their uh, uh, Steve Allen who. Well, well, Steve Elinoff, who does all the emulation, he's had to write some new emulation specifically for this because there is a physical component to the machine when it kicks up to the uh, upper play field or the, the vertical play field that if for some reason that fails and the ball drops down or the ball doesn't go through a certain switch, they're basically safeguards built into the table to detect the ball. Right. And these are that means that certain states of the machine are always left on and other states are turned off. Mm -hmm. And Farsight didn't have that written in to their System 11 emulation. So they've had on. So System 11 add on. Uh So basically they've had to figure out how to make this function so that uh, there's no downtime between switching between upper and regular play field, uh, depending on what the ball does. Wow, so, that's really tough. Yeah, so I, I'll be very curious to see how successful they are with this. I mean, I, I really hope that they're successful with this. Uh, Bonsai Round is certainly a table that everybody has been clamoring for. Oh, it's it's the obvious inclusion into the, into the Pimble Arcade from a historical perspective as well, because it is right. one of a kind. Right. So I'm really I'm really glad that that they're getting this one in because it's really. If they were to stop the season, stop the game now, they could say, yes, we have historically significant games in there now. Enough of them to actually go, yep, this is a fair enough collection. And um, I've, I've said that beyond this table, the only other two tables that I want that would make me be like, okay, I can be done with this. You can, you can quit now and I'll be happy. Is games. if roller games and NBA fast break two tables I know yeah. pretty much are not going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, NBA fast break might, but it might, but it'd be heavily fested. Well, well that's um, just it. The, the, the licensing on both of these one, you're dealing with the NBA, and the other, it's trying to find the actual people that have the license. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that they probably wouldn't anymore. They wouldn't actually have a league to stand on, probably, because the, their deal with the NBA is over. So it, It'd be a bit of a weird one. Well, with the NBA, yeah, I mean, the NBA is it's about getting a hold of the NBA Players Association and dealing with that. I mean, it's basically something that Farsight has said would A, be exceedingly expensive and B, a massive headache. Because um, mm-hmm. in, in the very far past of Farsight, when they were doing sports games, they were dealing with players associations for, I know with major league baseball and with NFL, I don't know if they had anything with NBA, but uh, I remember a long time ago being told, yes, they had the agreements, but no, they were not easy to, <laughs> to, to honor. Yes. I say. Yeah. It's, it's tricky business dealing with that. So now mm. you're dealing with retired uh, players. Please. It would be really, really, nuts tricky to try and uh, deal with but but you're right the inclusion of bonds i run that is a, a historically uh, a valid table to have in this collection so it's such a rare table to find in the wild like there's only one place i think in australia that has one of these in a publicly accessible location that's only recent yeah so i i still haven't been there yet but i it will be interesting for me once it goes out on pinball arcade 
for me to go to this place and compare the two. Uh, well, and I've said that the although I know that I had played pinball prior to it, my first real uh, recollection of going specifically to play pinball was when I was a junior in high school, going down to uh, Balboa Pier, which is a uh, beach down by Newport Beach in Southern California. They had the Balboa Fun Zone, and within there, I specifically remember seeing Bonsai Run, Haunted House, and Comet. And those are pretty mm -hmm. much the first three pinballs that I can name that I right. played. So that's how significant that Bonsai Run is, at least in terms of me. I since have played it, and uh, believe me, nostalgia was kinder than actually playing it again. Yeah. But um, that doesn't decrease the uh, validity of having it in the game. I've never played it, so I'm fresh. I'm fresh meat for this yeah, game, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, okay, I got. I got. I know. I said this was the last bit. I got one. One last final Thing. nugget. Nugget that for those of you on Steam, have you gone through the ball selection of custom balls? If you have, you've noticed there's a few extra new balls that have been included, and. Jared, I'd like to hear your speculation about this. Mm -hmm. One of the balls looks like a melon. Yes. One of the balls clearly has a Mustang on it. Yes. One of the balls has the latest iteration, the movie version of the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek cast on it. Right. So the Christopher Pine version. Mm -hmm. What do you think right. that means? This is um, in Pinball Arcade, folks. They they all sound like uh, stern tables, Chris. Kind of does, doesn't it? Because I'm looking at my Android app now, and I can see a watermelon in mine, mm -hmm. and I can see uh, if I can actually scroll them, which I can't because the back button isn't working. Nice. <laughs> um, so I have to go all the way through. Oh, but let me go. Around. I will go all the way through for the purposes of this um, little segment, and I I definitely did see a watermelon there, which for the record has actually been in there for a while. Um, the watermelon, yeah, I remember seeing that in there for a fair while. And then the globals come through. So then after the globals, I see what looks like the Masters of Time, um, a couple of, yeah, Doctor Who stuff. So yeah, it's a Mustang ball, a Ghostbusters ball. Ah, if that is a Star Trek ball, I guess it is. But it just, so you can't really tell. Because it's very. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have any of those on my iPhone. I only have them on Steam. No, uh, no. I remember playing with the. I think the the watermelon ball is something I've been playing with for a while. No, this is a completely um, different looking watermelon ball. Mm, anyway, something anyhow. something for those on Steam to look at and. Draw your own conclusions. With. <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those things. Somebody pointed it out on the uh, Pimble Arcade fans. And I immediately popped in. I was like, oh, what is this? And why is it? Because <laughs> I don't so. think you can actually select the balls on um, on the same pinball arcade app. Like, basically, whatever the ball is, is the ball you get. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe it's just the stern ball packs that you can get. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, though. I don't know. Let the, let the rampant speculation begin, folks. All right. Mm. With that, we're going to conclude. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. 
And uh, God knows what we'll talk about next week, but I have an idea. All right. Um, <laughs> until then, bye-bye. See you next time. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.